Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Coming up on TMS, a tale of two Michelles. Undo with Crayon Z. The McBrien is back. Sexy science Jesus. I am pants at that game. Print me the idol. I will print you the whip. Moistly appreciated. The royal what? Dolly mops. I can't pinch and zoom with this book. It removes the steam deck from the bedroom or it gets the dreams again. Dearest Johnson. I like all the gays. Kindling interest in books with Amy. Cans and cans of Aquanet with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. A film takes about three months to make. This took seven months to make, and it was about about the astronauts and all that good stuff. Hey there, get your fingers off the film. That's better. This isn't a country, it's an ice cube. This is The Morning Stream. Good morrow, everyone, and welcome back to TMS. It's Thursday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with the triumphantly returning and convalesced Brian Ibbett. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I feel like you're welcoming me back to TMS as well. Welcome I know. back. I know, right? Like a uh, few days down, but uh, you're feeling better? Right, feeling I'm good? feeling much better. I am, uh, as, as I said in the chat room earlier, I'm probably at about eighty-one percent. Pretty good. Uh, uh, That's my baseline. Yeah. Eighty-one is my one hundred. I can't get past it. Like, well, if eighty, it's, I feel like I feel like we're Nigel Tufnell right here. But if <laughs> but if eighty-one is your baseline for a hundred, why doesn't that just become your new hundred? No, you're right. It has to be. So if you only, so if yeah. my old one hundred, I'm down to eighty of whatever that was. 80s my new I have to shift 80s my new 100 and so now yeah. I just have 100 and so I, I, right. I can say right now I am at 100% but if you'd asked me 20 years ago I'd say I was at about 80 <laughs> today oh it's a sliding yeah, yeah. Your, your, your 100% was your 80% when you were 20 yeah yeah <laughs> 30. those days are gone uh, but yeah. the fun continues yeah uh, hey with- before we even start anything I gotta say yeah, yeah. a big thank you to um Bobby, um, let me look at my notes here. The guy that was in here while I was gone, yeah. Bobby Farken, Farkenheimen, Farkenberger. You know, I, I never guess. got his last name. I don't know who that dude was. Not really yeah. sure. Anyway, yeah. whoever he was, that that uh, sexy science Jesus. Uh, big thanks to uh, 
<laughs> hey, there's his new YouTube channel, Sexy Science Jesus. Get that going. Sexy Science Jesus. Really? I mean, come on. Yeah, what, what if it's you... not taken. Oh, it's all right there. I'll bet it isn't. I'll bet it's not taken. I'll, I'll bet... bet it's not. Are you looking it up to see if it's <laughs> No, I'm not going to check, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> on to, in today's internet, it's almost impossible to do anything new. I think that I'll might be bet, fun. I'll bet that that's available. I'll bet nobody has. Oh, that.com yeah, for Twitter. sure. Twitter.com slash sexy science Jesus. I'll bet uh, yeah. YouTube is available. Do it. Uh, the, the TikTok that everybody is talking about. Do it, Robert. Do it. Speaking of which, not really. This yeah. has nothing to do with that. Um, my <laughs> wife and my daughter were going through some old stuff of mine, like an old box of, excuse me, old letters, sketchbooks, uh, sure. high school stuff. All the way back to first grade stuff. Like I found some math that I drew on, which explains a lot about me when I was in first grade. First grade. Anyway, we found something I have to share on the show today. All right. Okay. Not right. only do I have to share it, I have to do this behind it. All right. <laughs> this just feels perfect oh, wow. to me. Okay. I'm not going right. to do it in that voice, but this just feels like the right backing uh, for what I got. So I found that they found this letter. It's addressed to me. It says Scott on there in a two tone color. Uh, design. All right. Two tone. Okay. Like it's also got writing little, on the back, but that's the that's a PS from what's actually in the letter. Wow. Okay. Too many Christmas. This is from a girl who I now she only signed it as me, but I'm pretty mm. sure this is a girl I knew named Michelle, who I briefly. I like that you're you're only pretty sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> but uh, the re- the reason is well, I'll get to why, but there's a reason in here why. So I'm going to read this to you, Brian and. I don't know. I'll see if this reminds me. <laughs> see if this reminds you of your heady days of of teen years. Okay. Okay. All right. Scott, I just want you to know how much I love you. Mm. And what I say, or sorry, love you. And what I say are not just words. I don't think that's good grammar. What I say are not just words. She should be. The words well, I, I say are not just that. Plural. Yeah. Well, words is plural, so. Uh, but but what I say is the is the direct object. Right. So what I say is yeah. yes is not yeah. just words because what you say is the royal yeah. what right it's the larger <laughs> what anyway it's the it is the uh, the object of the verb the exactly. verb is is what I say is <laughs> there not, you go. not the words. Words is what I say. Yeah. Then you'd say words are what I say. Yeah. But, yeah. See, this is good. This is all good yeah. that we can yeah. remind people you and should, correct too us. Too bad you know who she was. You could have sent it back to her with corrections. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, uh, uh, let's see. The things I tell you are what I feel. And it comes from the heart, except who I'm mad at. I say things I don't mean. Mm. All right. Anyway, whatever. I just want okay. you to know uh, what you want I want you to know what you want. Don't feel pressured by me, okay? My parents and I, well, we had a really good long talk last night. And I am free to make my deci- my decisions about you. She spelled decisions wrong. She spelled decions for some reason. Oh, no. Decions. My decisions okay. about you and about everything. When I told you this before, I didn't feel that it held true. But now I know it does. It was a pretty intense conversation last night and everything's worked out. I want to talk to you about it when we do something next week. Is that okay? I don't want to force you to stay with me. I don't want you to decide what to do and feel good about it. Or I want you to decide what to do and feel good about it. If you want to go after Kristen or Michelle or whoever. Oh. Don't feel, oh. Don't feel like I'm stopping you, she says. 
Okay, so it's not from Michelle because she name checks Michelle in the letter. I think it's another Michelle. I'm not sure. Oh my God. You had this deep conversation you don't even remember. I don't remember any of this, honestly. <laughs> it says all that I just said, I don't take it that or don't take it that I'm trying to be rid of you. I'm not. Scott, I love you more than anyone. Sometimes it hurts so bad to be away from you. I want you to hold me. And I need to feel loved that you care. I'm so sorry for hurting you. I never meant to. And I never meant to put you through so much pain. I can hear it in your voice. And I can see it in your eyes. I hate what I've done to you. <laughs> I don't remember what she did to me. Wow. Uh, I've brought you, uh, see, nothing but misery. But you've brought me happiness. I was so bitter and cold when I met you. But you stuck with me and created love and compassion. I am capable to give. <laughs> you've changed me for the better. And it hasn't, <laughs> sorry. And I haven't given you anything but a list of pain and sorrow. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> a list. A I'm list of pain and sorrow uh, is not working for me. No. no it's it's an al- it could be an album, though. A list of pain and sorrow. <laughs> could be. Yeah. The new, the new Alanis Morissette album. Yeah. A list I'm, of pain and sorrow. Actually hi- highly an- yeah. Highly anticipated follow-up to her, uh, her best work. Anyway. I'm so, so, so sorry, Scott. Whatever is best for you, I want you to do. Stop thinking about me and what's going on and what will affect me. You do what is good for you. I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy life. And if I'm stopping you, then do what you have to do. I'm not saying goodbye, but I want you to do the right thing for you. Right now, if anyone ends this, it will be you. Oh, that's that's a red flag. Uh, nothing is against us, but you are in control. You decide. All I think about is you, and I miss you already. And I haven't, sorry, even left you. <laughs> Uh, but I, but I still miss you. At Lake Pal, I am thinking of, all I'm thinking about is you, and I dream of you, holding me and feeling your touch. Whoa! It, it helps me sleep. I don't know if this is just at LP, oh Lake Pal, but all the time, every time I close my eyes, I see you. Sometimes I think about you so much, it's like you're right here next to me. I feel what you feel. I can feel what you're feeling. I probably had gas. Was she feeling now that? Now on to page two. <laughs> it's almost over, actually. So here we go. Page two. <laughs> even, when, <coughs> even when you're not <clears throat> near me, I love you. And if you don't know that by now, I don't know what else I can do or say. Wednesday, I didn't want to get away from you. I was just the opposite. I wanted you to hold me and touch me because I need that. I need to feel loved. I've been fighting this inner battle with myself. You see... I've told myself for so long that I'll never love anyone or let anyone into my world. For four years, I've trained myself to not love and get emotionally involved. And that was bad. Hate is bad. To love and to be loved is the right way to feel. And I finally realized that for so long, I have held up barriers and never allowed myself to fall. But you broke through and you've won. I'm just afraid that it's too late now. Scott, I love you so much. It hurts. I want to see you before I left. But since you left before me, that kind of got messed up. <laughs> Oops. I don't know why that's so funny. That, that actually, well, there we go. I mean, that's, uh, there's, there's like logic right there. There's some yes. good logic there. Uh, she goes on to say, we really are almost done. I just wanted to kiss you goodbye. Not forever. I'm not leaving. But I just wanted something to remember about you that was good and not all of this fighting and pain. 
I have so much to say, and I want <laughs> really, and I want to tell you everything that has ever happened to me, all the good things, all the bad things. I want to hear about you and the things you're going that are going on in your life. I want to be involved in your life, not just someone who can say, "Yeah, she's my girlfriend." I want to know about the decisions you're making about your life, and I want to feel a part of your world. I want to give you what you've given me, love and love and more love. Let me in, please. I keep smelling. Oh, here it is. I keep, what? Sorry. <clears throat> I need to finish that sentence. <clears throat> I keep smelling poison. That's the name of the perfume I wore in Brannigan's. Oh, now, this is now okay. this is a hint as to who me is, because when I worked at Brannigan's, there was a girl there, two girls there named Michelle. This is one of the Michelles. Okay. Could you maybe figure out from which one you held at Lake Powell for a whole night? I didn't go to Lake Powell at all. She was there writing this letter. That's where this came from. Oh, so. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I don't know who, I don't remember who I was with. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. It says, I love, wow. I love it. Do you like it? I won't buy it if you don't like it. <laughs> oh, Tell me, Kay. Uh, Scott, here, here's how we finish. Big finish. You're the most awesome, sexy, good-looking, funny, insane, sensitive, loving person I've ever met, and I love you with all my heart. I'm not lying. Trust me, okay? Believe me when I say I love you. Everything I have said to you is true. Have fun. Do what you want. I love you. Me. <laughs> Sign Taylor Swift. And here's, I think I'll write a song about this. <laughs> So here's the best part. The P.S. that starts on the card. Oh, God. Okay. And ends on the envelope. Where's the envelope? Okay. Here we go. P.S. By the way. Yeah. From point one to to point a hundred on this letter. From from start to finish. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely nothing has been resolved or or like uh, uh, there's been no advancement of the story. No. It's all like... I like you. Do what you want. I love you. But don't let me you. hold da, da, da. you back, but I think about you all the time. But don't if you leave. want me to leave, I will, but I'm not leaving. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. This is just, you know, it's high school, whatever. <laughs> Here's what she says in the PS. I'm not saying goodbye. I just want you to be happy and do what you feel is right. I love you. And then over here on the envelope, PPSS. Scott, I'm sorry I didn't get this to you Sunday night, Monday morning, but there were some problems. That I had to deal with, and I didn't get quite worked out. Yeah, you out. left before she did. <laughs> Please don't be mad at me. I'm sorry I tried. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll talk to you about it later if you're still talking to me. None of my feelings have changed since I wrote this, and it's still valid. I missed you so much, and I can't even tell you how bad I've missed you. Your sexy body. I Ooh. love you. Bye. Signed, me. Me. Perfect ending. Was there a, was one of the Michelles? Did one of the Michelles have a last name that began with the letter E? No, <laughs> no. no, there is oh, okay. no. That is not the case in this case. Um, so anyway, the reason I read this is to not. I'm not yeah. throwing this person under the bus at all. I just was so struck by the language of high school because when I was, yeah. I, I probably wrote her back. I don't have that yeah. letter because I sent it to her. Um, And I probably sounded as ridiculous as she did. And that was just the time we lived in, man. And this really just, it really brought me back. This is just the weirdest, wildest thing. The letter, the letter you wrote back, uh, she either has uh, pinned to a bulletin board surrounded by candles and photos of you or uh, ripped up into tiny pieces and thrown into a fire with a lock of your hair. Exactly. Right. Like that's what I worry about. Oh, this just, (laughs) this just in Carter handed me a follow up. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> oh dear scott i heard you reading my letter on the show today um, do what you want 
Oh, here it is. Okay, I'll read it. This is a follow-up letter from me. Well, not me. Oh. Her, not me. Oh, okay. But the one signed me. Um, Scott, I want you to know that I feel for you and understand. I just wanted to be with you, and I need you to hold me too. I want to be here for you, and I'm, and I am here, and I love you, and I want us to go out Friday. <laughs> Because I owe you some thanks. I don't know what that means. It goes from very ethereal to very specific. Yeah, it's all very practical. I want to go to the Chi-Chi's on Friday (laughs) and sit in our booth. I'm in the mood for Mexican food. Anyway, I love you more than the stars and the sun. Uh, See, Scott, I'm thinking of you right now. What I'm, uh, what am doing? I'm thinking about you all the time. Please talk to me. I know you're just crying. I wasn't crying. Aww. And I'm in pain. I hurt when you do, but you don't believe that, do you? Please trust me. I love you. And then a ton of hearts signed. Oh, wait. Signed. Read read this when you get home. Trust me. Promise me. Please. And then it's folded up and probably sat in my pocket all day. Anyway, there you go. Fun, wow. uh, fun throwback, everybody. 1986, probably that was. 85, 86. Please, please tell me you're, you know, you... You have a box full of these. Like, do, is, <laughs> I do. Is, am, I the, am I the only one? I've got a shoebox, a New Balance shoebox that is full of stuff like this, like yep. old prom pictures yep. that we could certainly put to a lot of film sack audio clips, uh, uh, letters, stuff like that. Absolutely. Don't ever get rid of that stuff. Yeah, I'll never get rid of it. The, the cool thing is, the reason I this came up is Taylor has had this box for a f- few months, and the reason she had it. She went in and scanned everything. Um, <laughs> Did she scan all these? She scanned these too. So she's got <laughs> all of this stuff scanned in and like pictures and all that, just in case, you know, you got a digital backup of everything, which is great. Yeah. I'm glad she did it. And then and then brought the book box home. And then this is why Kim cracked it open this morning and we were all sitting around the couch looking at it. But anyway, hope That's you enjoyed awesome. it, everybody. All right. One more thing. I'm before, trying to say, like, you know, yeah. I've got, like you said, all these old prom photos, homecoming photos, stuff like that. I don't have the permission to put those online from the women I was with. Yeah. Oh, I've um, never put them online. These are just like, it's on a hard drive. I know, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But I want to. Yeah. If, if I just black out, like do a little bar across their eyes, is that enough, you think? You could do, do it or just block their head entirely. Just cut their Maybe face out, it. you know? Yeah. I think you'd be fine. Like this letter, who, wherever Michelle is, whichever Michelle it is. Yeah. Um, I would love to like she'd be embarrassed. she'd be mortified that this even exists like that this is a thing yeah. because we're kids I'm mortified about ninety percent of what's in that box I'm oh, reading God, some I of the know. stuff I yeah, wrote that's the thing it's like uh, I'm reading this like sketchbook I said the stupidest stuff Brian so oh dude you and me both like you know stuff that I thought was poignant and um, and uh, romantic and just well written <laughs> and punctuated properly yeah. <laughs> uh, back in those days of looking at it now it's like such such cringe material so yeah it's we we all had our moment and it was what yeah. it was um yeah and, and i'm it, not uh, claire says why don't you just ask them if i can put the prom photos online well um one of them has gone full maga uh one of them sadly passed away a few years ago uh i'm not in contact with probably three-fourths of the the women in that box i don't i don't remember i don't think i have contact with almost everybody from back then i just don't have maybe one or two people yeah i'm trying to think actually something like that yeah Hmm. it'd be great if this person i mean this is an impossibility 
oh, say is, is it's listening? A, yeah, oh, it's sure. an improbability. But if they listened and heard this, love yeah. to hear from you. Love to see where you're at. How'd your life go? <laughs> Remind me which Michelle you are. You know, which Amy <laughs> suggests, by the way, I just Photoshop your head over the, the women's heads. Perfect. That will never, no one will ever know. Let's do it. <laughs> That's a great Let's idea. make it happen. Um, but yeah, you know, you're 16. You, you're, your brain's in a weird place. Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's what you do. And it was fine. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure whatever sappy replies I sent back to her were equally as cringy. I wish I had them. I'd read them here. I have no shame. I don't care. You know, it's a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I feel comfortable enough to, to share that kind of... Because uh, it was probably but, me going like... Oh, oh, no. I think about you all the time, too. And that time we <laughs> held each other in the parking lot of the Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. In the back in the back of my mom's Rambler. Right. Some of that. <laughs> well, the good news is neither... I was not... a particularly intimate with either of these michelle people so i don't know at least not that i remember so i think it, i think it was very it was like a very pure sort of crush kind of thing and um i think i missed the signals i think she was ready to rock it sounds like card are you listening that could have been your mommy yeah it could have been instead i i stayed a virgin till i got married like some kind of weirdo <laughs> anyway uh so there you go there's a little look into scott's eerie past let's wow. look let's look to the future yeah, and, uh, what, I hear book, books are the future. That's what I've heard. Uh, I hear we'll books read them are well future. and let them lead the way. Yeah, I think let them. What I heard. Uh, let them read Houston the way. Say at one point. Yeah, yeah let them let read, them the, read way. the way. Yeah, you gotta you gotta rhyme that business. All right, let's get her in here. This is uh, Amy's time to shine, and of course we gotta play her little theme here. Where is it? Yes, it's time for read this with Amy Robinson. It's nice to have you here, Amy. How are you? Hi, I'm cracking up. Thank you so much for that morning <laughs> laugh. That was lovely. Did you ever send any uh, letters like that to boys you pined for in uh, your high school era at all? So, you know, yeah, I, I I think I did once when I was I was pretty young, but I uh, yeah, my dating life in high school was not great and uh yeah so i only did that once and it didn't turn out well didn't go well so i did i did a lot of writing letters that i never sent Mm. Um, unrequited love oh geez there was a lot of that and yes it's very cringy i think that's the reason why i have a fear of journaling now because i like can't stand reading my own (laughs) my own writing about myself (laughs) later on i'm like yeah you know, if there was a, that needs to be a social media. So we've got, you know, be real. You can only do one social media post per day and we tell you when you have to do it. And it's a photo. And then we've got this, you know, the limitations of characters on, on uh, twi- uh, Twitter and, and that sort of thing. Mm. What we need is a social media thing that where you type it, you hit, you hit post, but you're never allowed to read it again. You can't read or see your own posts ever again. Wow. Only the posts that other people put. <laughs> what if they go? What if they? Sh- what if they made you read them though? Like in ten years, you know, <laughs> they come back to haunt you. They come yeah. back to haunt you. Yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. Put, I'm they... picturing a, a like a, a scenario where they come up in court or something. <laughs> <laughs> I sure love Circuit City. This place is never going to go under. Yeah, that's I. And then and now, how embarrassed would you be, Brian? You'd be so embarrassed. Oh, so so embarrassed. Yeah, how so embarrassing. Embarrassed. Well, I, look, that was just the time we all went through it. Uh, it's okay. And there are kids right now writing some dumb letter. They're doing a text though. It's not a letter. No one yeah. does letters. 
no, so they're texting or they're they wrote, they're writing it on their I don't know they're somewhere secret in their DMs and then right they they'll not have those those aren't as ephemeral or those are less ephemeral or no more ephemeral like they might be there forever but you're not gonna be able to find them easily that's a trickier piece of business I kind of like that I've got this hard freaking paper right here you know yeah this is never gonna well one day it'll corrode and die but you know it's in good shape I'm hanging on <laughs> to that forever. Anyway. Yeah, that's really cool actually. I was um I told my niece I'm jealous because she has a handwritten letter from my late sister mm. and I don't have anything written in her handwriting which is funny cuz my handwriting actually turned out kind of similar to hers. Oh, interesting. Um, but not exactly right but you know which is I don't know. There's th- that says something I'm sure but it's it, it was just kind of interesting. But I don't have anything of hers that she wrote like we were well into you know email and texting and mm. stuff by that time and so it was like i don't i don't have anything in her hand the transition that's, generation that's what goes on go ahead brian no kidding right, that's I didn't mean it to bring the party down there that was no <laughs> but i mean that's you know you bring up an interesting point that um you know that we'll have a lot of this stuff like the the handwritten letters and the notes and stuff like that that the current generation that does everything via text and online and that sort of thing they're not going to have a shoebox full of this stuff they'll have a mm. folder on their desktop with ex-boyfriend photos and the uh, screenshots of text messages and yeah stuff like if they're that. lucky enough to have been smart about so retaining it yeah. right because yeah. a lot yeah. of that's like on your heart parents hard drive oh they've got a virus crap we wiped that drive or it died or right. the or my space isn't around anymore right. or <laughs> right. yeah. or whatever it's just a different well, animal so my kids don't even care about getting like their yearbooks and stuff i had a, a an oh, old wow. friend of mine from middle school who came over and and visited with me and we reminisced and we went, went through old yearbooks and stuff and i'm like yeah. my kids don't have that because they're like eh, i don't want it and they don't do the thing where they go around and sign each other's yearbooks and stuff. oh that was so much yeah, fun such, i love that god wasted days on that like yeah. the last few days of school just wasted like a, i'm not learning anything i'm going around getting autographs and people tell Telling me, wow, sure was awesome sitting directly in front of you in biology. Yeah, have a great summer. Stay See cool. you next year. Have stay a great cool. Stay yeah. cool. Oh my god, so much. Stay cool. Yeah. And also, that my favorite was, wow, I really didn't get a chance to get to know you well, Brian. But maybe over the summer. Sign yeah. Melissa. Yeah. Sign Michelle. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle too. Michelle too. <laughs> Michelle too. Uh, I know. So I, there's this funny because we were looking through my yearbook as well, and there's a uh, my junior year. And my picture's terrible, but my junior year, somebody, and now I think it might be the same writing. So I think Michelle did this, but over my head is a thing that says, it's supposed to say angel face and then circles me, but it says, it says angle face instead. <laughs> and I put this up oh. on, uh, I put this up on TikTok or something so people can oh, see good, it. Oh, good, good. I was going to say that needs to be shared. Yeah. Wherever it is, that it's, needs to be it's shared. It's pretty stupid, but um, and that may have, now this is, the whole mystery is coming together today. I think Michelle was responsible for that because she God, doesn't know how to, she doesn't spell very well in any of this. The yeah. cojones to deface your own picture in your copy of your yearbook that, <laughs> you know, that she knows is going to be like a permanent record of your you know, yeah. something you'll look back on in 10, 15, 20 years, 50 mm-hmm. years, whatever. Sure. Oh, I remember those days at, at James Woods High School. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The James Woods High School. <laughs> oh, man. I have, I have one of
one of those in my, but I did it to my own yearbook. I put like, there was one year where I had a huge crush on this kid named Brent. And I put, I like drew in blue highlighter. I drew a little heart around his picture. And then around his is fine. Yes. And that, but then the next year I hated Brent because he (laughs) spurned my advances. That was coincidentally, that was the one kid I wrote a love letter. Oh, Oh. Brent. What happened to Brent? You know where Brent is now? Is he, is he out there? Is he, uh, you know, yeah, printing, uh, fertility idols. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen him. He's, uh, yeah, no, he's, um, he's, he's, uh, done well for himself. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well well um, done, Brent. Good job there, buddy. Yeah. Um, in fact, when we were in high school, we were all kind of wondering if Brent was gay because we never saw him with a girl, but he was surprisingly good looking. Wow. And uh, but no, he's he's not. He's uh, he's married to a woman, and and yeah. he looks like a Ken doll now. So yeah. oh, geez, he's uh, yeah. All right, so he did he did but, he did all right as best we can tell. It's all you know. It's all on the outside looking in. We don't know. Brent could right. be a psycho. We don't know. But yeah, but the next year you could see where I went back with pen and scribbled out my little blue highlighter heart around oh, Brent's picture. <laughs> wow. Was it cathartic? Did you walk away feeling a little better about things when you did that? Uh, you know, I was just like, man, I wish I hadn't drawn that on my yearbook so that when I'm 45 and look at this, I won't, <laughs> I won't have to see it. <laughs> no, but you know what? It, now it, I like it because it's funny. I was going to say, know? it reminds you of a time. But, you know, it's not like you went into his yearbook that he asked you to sign and, and defaced his face. Oh, no. In his no, photo. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Well, look. Like poor old angle face over here. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I should, you know what the music I should have played, Brian, for this was this. This sounds more like our era right here. Hold on. Where's the volume? So I'm getting letters, you know, yeah. little, little synthy 80s music, getting letters yeah, from totally. Michelle, yeah, exactly. Michelle 2, or whatever her name is. Anyway, <laughs> maybe she'll pipe in. Who knows? Maybe somebody knows her. If you uh, do, let us know here on the show. Uh, you can email us or send make us a text. Sure to take you over. We'll beat you at Claire's at the mall. And then after you get your ears pierced, we'll go Claire's. get Sabaro. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There are still Claire's. There's like, still Sabaros. Yeah. 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 The true the true icons of the 80s live on, baby. Who they don't go away. The, the blockbuster video would die and Claire's would still go on. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Hey, Amy, I've got a uh, text that someone sent you that we're going to start with. Do you want to hear this real oh, quick? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm going to do this real fast. Hold on. All right. Good little theme there. Uh, this is for Amy. It says, uh, for TMS and Amy's read this segment, uh, could you please do an idiot's guide to Kindles and eBooks? What model to buy in time for oh. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Ooh. Cyber Monday, and the best way to get eBooks? Can they actually sync with audiobooks? Is Kindle that much better than a phone? Thanks. Eh. And then uh, it says, Road Rash in Canada. Oh, no, no. Oh, eh. That's, thanks, thanks, eh. eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just he did it as a question mark that threw me. It's just normally yeah, that's how they say it. Thanks, eh? Thanks, eh? Thanks, Is eh? it a question though? Because it goes up. Yeah, it's but not it's, thanks, eh? Yeah, but it's, it's not really thanks, a, eh? not really a question though. It's just a emphasis, right? Like if you say, yeah, because <laughs> you want that you want to respond with yeah, thanks, thanks, eh? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. <laughs> if that's the case, I never thought of it that way. Well, anyway, Road Rash. Um, so Amy, you've talked you've talked about this before, but yeah, they they do famously, and that includes the app on your phone, by the way. They will sync to where you were in an audiobook version of it, no matter where you read it, either Kindle app or Kindle device, right? Correct. I think that's true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Audible and the the Kindle app slash device will sync up with WhisperSync. Um, yeah. And it does a pretty good job. Sometimes I have trouble going from one direction to the other. Like if I've if I've read more 
well, let me see. If I've listened to more of the audiobook, sometimes I will have to fast forward some in the book to get it caught up. Like it's a little bit delayed, but it usually does mm. a pretty good job of syncing those up. As far as like what model to get and everything, I'll have to do a little bit of research and get back to you because I have had my Kindle for a very long time. I have like the original Kindle paper white, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, and it was actually Chuck's old Kindle because Chuck got himself a new Kindle and then I got his. So there's yeah, brand new ones too this year um, that are, uh, the the paper white line specifically, and apparently they're really awesome. I've heard nothing but like rave reviews about them in terms of the display yeah. and the refresh. And all I that. love I love the paper white because it's not at all <laughs> like looking at a screen. You yeah. know, it's it gives you that very like oh I, it you know I'm I'm not flashing blue light into my face right before mm. bedtime kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do it's, like it. And the backlight, the way they do their backlight on it, doesn't feel like um it, it's not too much it's like a nice i don't know it's hard to explain it just feels like paper that has a little yeah. bit of light on it and uh, yeah it's yeah. great the the one caution i give people when they start reading thing on uh you know start reading books on on kindle or e-readers in general is that you'll get used to things like being able to pinch and zoom mm-hmm. and real books don't do that no. And uh, and then the first time you do it, you feel really silly. Oh, it happens to me all the time. I was I was drawing I was drawing with Van the other day. We had crayons out doing big yeah. uh, paper stuff, and um, I was doodling and I screwed up this dragon I was drawing for him, and my hands immediately went into Control Z mode. Like I was just <laughs> I was trying to undo, and I couldn't do it. And I tried it's, to pinch and zoom at one point. That is some weird habit going on there. right yeah yeah it's, it's all it just muscle yeah. muscle memory and everything by the way i'm sorry brian i did not tell you this but i'm glad that you're you're feeling better oh yeah. um, i meant to tell you that when we first got started but i was so distracted by scott by michelle yeah sure yeah, yeah. Michelle, look but. michelle too when michelle too has something to say brian's illness goes away see it rhymes exactly it's true ah. uh, oh, michelle oh. a day keeps <laughs> brian's illness away <laughs> Uh, very nice. All right, let's launch into the uh, the point today. Uh, oh, by the yeah. way, so so Road Rash in Canada, we'll, we're going to do a little uh, looking because I know there's new ones, and I don't think we can give you a good answer until we kind of dig around. So yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. let you know. But I will I will definitely do the do that. I have written it down here. So nice. Cool. Next I'll week we'll do a follow up. That'll that'll I'll put be- your recommendation on QuickTMS.li too, so everyone can find it there. Oh yeah, that's great. Once you've once you've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. We'll do. We'll talk about it next week when you come on and just do a follow up. That'll be good. All right. Uh, let's see what we're doing this week. We got a clip here. Do you want me to play it? You got anything to yeah, say about let's, it? Let's go ahead and just start with the clip and then we'll go from there. All right. Here you go. No more dolly mopping, Sybil, Mick said. One of his pronouncements, something about which he'd made up his clever mind. Sybil grinned up at him, her face half hidden by the blanket's warm edge. She knew he liked the grin, her wicked girl grin. He can't mean that, she thought. Make a joke of it, she told herself. But if I weren't a wicked dolly mop, would I be here with you now? No more playing bobtail. You know I only go with gentlemen? Mick sniffed, amused. Call me a gentleman, then. A very flash gentleman, Sybil said, flattering him. One of the fancy. You know I don't care for the rad lords. I spit on a Mick. Sybil shivered, but not unhappily, for she'd run into a good bit of luck here, full of steak and taters and hot chocolate, in bed between clean sheets in a fashionable hotel, a shiny new hotel, with central steam heat, though she'd gladly have traded the restless gurgling and banging of the scrolled gilt radiator for the glow of a well-banked hearth. And he was a good-looking cove, this Mick Radley, she had to admit, dressed very flash, 
had the tin and was generous with it, and he'd yet to demand anything peculiar or beastly. A lot of British stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So this book is very British. This is The Difference Engine by William Gibson and Bruce Sterling. Have mm. any have either of you guys ever read it? No. No. I need to read some William You said William Gibson, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I have read, to read some I read Neuro- Neuromancer years and years Neuromancer, and years ago. Neuromancer Snow Crash is his and the No, the Snow new Crash thing is that, um uh, oh, Neil no, Stevenson. Neil Stevenson? Yeah. Yes, Neil Stevenson. But yeah. uh but the peripheral is that also Gibson? Oh, I yes, don't know. and oh, yeah. I am so they they just Amazon Prime just started yes. dropping episodes of that, and it's really really good. I haven't read the book, but Chuck has, and you know he's he's very excited about it too because he's like, oh, everything I've ever seen adapted from William Gibson has just been horrible, oh. and so he's very very excited about the fact that. So far, the peripheral is really good. So there you go. There's cool. a little. Oh, that's what the Chloe Moretz, Mertice, Mergortz, or whatever her name is. That girl. Yeah. Oh, I love her. I'll yeah. see that. It's it's really good. It's really yeah. Um. So I I, I'm really I'm really digging it, and it's it's very much you know kind of a brain twist. So um. Cool. So that's cool. But so. The Difference Engine is a sort of a, a collaborative project that he did with Bruce Sterling, and it's a kind of a proto steampunk thing. It was it came out in 1990, and uh, it did steampunk before there really was a steampunk. Um, so it 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 presumes uh, an alternate history where Charles Babbage succeeded in making his Difference Engine. Uh, and it sort of changed the course of that, uh, you know, Victorian era history. And so there's uh, like the 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 Union lost the Civil War. So there's like three different versions of the United States, but they're only sort of obliquely referenced anyway. Like there's there's the regular United States and then there's the Confederate States and then there's Texas, um, which is its own thing entirely um but it mostly takes place in victorian england and ada lovelace is mentioned a lot and i was really excited to read this book like oh ada lovelace ada lovelace awesome because you know being a computer person myself i'm all about ada lovelace and for those who don't know she she actually worked with Charles Babbage and she was she's one of the grandmothers of modern computer science mm-hmm. and so like you know she's, she's a very very interesting historical figure however she's barely in the book mm-hmm. and where she is in it she's sort of presented as this drug addled has been who everyone is sort of treats like this fragile porcelain doll mm. who, oh yes, she did she did some wonderful work back in her day. Mm. And so so this is what I kind of wanted to talk about. So this is less of a recommendation for this book, although I th- I think it's it's one of those books where there are certain people I look at them and go, well, I can definitely see why you like it. <laughs> um, but I'm going to warn you, any any women in the audience, uh, you might not like this as much. Mm. It's not it's not for us. This is definitely a guy's book mm. because uh, there is you you've, you guys have heard the the expression like the male gaze versus the female gaze, right? Yeah. Like, I like all the gays. All the gays can be as gay as they want to be. I don't yeah, I care. Do. I all the gays like, like me. I, yeah. I knew 
that joke was coming. But like, yeah, yeah. the 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 uh, appearance. So this is definitely for male readers. Um, all of the women in this entire book are whores. Like, just there's no other way to say it. God, okay. They're all they're they are all whores. So not horrors, they are whores. <laughs> they whores. are whores. Yes, yeah. like whores. Yeah. I mean, they're all <laughs> sex workers, all of them. There we go. And, uh, you know, either they're sex workers or they're sluts and mm. they are shamed for it. Mm. And um, and there are just the most explicit sex scenes. And they're and they're not it, it's. There's no reason for it. Doesn't add to the plot. It's literally just it's just a 1990 uh, sex party with uh, William Gibson and his good pal. What's his beak? Uh, do you think this is more that dude, or is it more William Gibson's thing? I don't because I don't. I didn't feel like Neuromancer danced around in that stuff very much. So maybe it's this yeah, other guy. I mean, well, it did a little bit. So that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. Was like. Because when Chuck actually recommended that I read this book, I think because it he didn't remember that much about it. And I had mentioned Ada Lovelace and he was like, oh, you should read The Difference Engine. And then I start reading it and I'm going, this is really dirty. Like, what, <laughs> what did you give me to read? Mm. And he's like, I don't remember that at all. And whereas I am like, Jesus, this book is just completely misogynistic. And they, like... The the men stand around less having it's it's less dialogue and more just pontification, and a lot of them talk about I mean explicitly talk about how eh, women don't really have any purpose other than with a man yeah and oh, uh, yeah I mean and like and uh, literally like the the main character goes on this drunken bender where he picks up a sex worker and has sex with her like three times. And I mean, an inexplicit detail. Hmm. And it, <laughs> one of the funny things I thought was was hilarious was they mention that she arrives once, and it's in service to complimenting his size. Arri- oh, so, arrives! Got it. Yes, got arrives. it. No, I yes. like I like and, the nebulous term. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, okay. First of all, no dude, yeah, yeah, no dude on a drunken bender is having sex four times in one night. First of all, secondly, tell me you've never seen or even heard of a clitoris without telling me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for real. So yeah, it. I just thought it was interesting because when when Chuck and I talked about it, he was like, I don't remember any of this. It didn't phase him at all. Whereas I am sitting there like, oh, good Lord. Like every woman in this book is a sex object yeah. or, or like I say, is a porcelain doll at that because they, they reference, like I say, they, they reference Lady Ada a lot. And at one point, the hooker that he's with talks about how, uh, you know, she knows all about Lady Ada and how she sleeps with the entire House of Lords. Mm. And the main character sits there and thinks, oh, it's awful to think of our Lady Ada, you know, runting and but, uh, best not to think about it. Mm. You know, like, oh, no, she can't. She cannot be a sexual being. Mm. Right. right. Uh, you know. But, but because sexual beings are objects for me to throw away. Right. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure 
so I, I don't know. It was, it was just, it, I thought it was really interesting in that number one, I kept expecting some sort of a takedown of this because it, I, like I say, it's set in Victorian England, right? And these yeah. were attitudes that weren't uncommon then, right? Sure, like sure. women didn't have much purchase then. So I kept expecting some kind of a, a, a takedown or a, this is, this is what's wrong with all of these characters kind of thing, but nope, nope. It's unironically there. There, the, the women are props at best in this book. Interesting. Um, despite literally being about, uh, you know, bringing in the modern age of computing a hundred years early and imagining what the world would have looked like had that happened. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of a MacGuffin story, like, and the MacGuffin is a box full of punch cards for a computer, which is kind of hilarious to me. And we never find out what the punch cards do, or if we do, it's like <laughs> really later on and it has no, it doesn't really move the story forward at all. You know, it's weird. I was so, looking at the cover. Yeah. This is Marcellus total... Wallace's punch cards. Like yeah, do they glow yeah. when you open the box? Yeah, 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 they are. They are Marcellus Wallace's punch cards. That's exactly it. <laughs> I, was yeah. lo- I was looking at the cover of the book, um, the original cover, and it's, uh, for a hot second, I thought, oh, did H.I. Giger do this? H.R. Giger does very similar artwork. No, it's some other guy. I think he kind of ripped off Geiger or Giger. I still can't remember to say Giger. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a... It's that, it's oh, the one, you're looking at the Giger? one with the eyeball? No, the, it's uh, a bunch of like... Here, I'll send you an image. Because I'm looking at like the... the uh, the different versions, the hardcover versus the Kindle... Oh yeah, look at that! Wow, yeah, that's so different I think from it's the kind of neat the artwork they did because they've got like these Victorian columns and then surrounded by all this, you know, hard Robotics. metal machinery. And yeah. yeah, but it's, it's kinda, but it's sexualized hard metal machinery. Like it's the, yeah, it's the it is the Giger style of yeah. Which I'm I always I don't know I have a, a, a love for that style even when it's just someone being inspired yeah. by it, but. Um, but I am a little bummed. I mean, you know, it's easy to go, well, it was 1990, and, you know, they're also looking at some dystopic remember, but it's easy the to explain age it away. Of basic instinct. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel exactly. like I well, feel that, like you can yeah. do that, but it, that only goes so far for me. Like, I would rather, yeah. I'd rather the, the authors have some... He has so much forethought in terms of the future and technology. Like, the dude, when he came out with Neuromancer in 84, that thing was unbelievably correct about a bunch of stuff, including the internet and all kinds of ideas. Like, it's yeah. he's almost prophetic in that way. Well, if he's that he's got that kind of futurism in his head about the state of technology, it would be nice if he had some of that about the state of men and women and gender roles and you know women in right. general. Like it'd be nice if he if he exib- exhibited some of that at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. But you know yes, what are you going to exactly. do? I get it. So. Yeah. So, but it's it was just interesting to me because I went on Goodreads and looked at some of the reviews and. Uh, invariably all the women who reviewed the book gave it like one or two stars (laughs) and the dudes, you know, were more favorable. Although some of them were, you know, in the, in the three star range or, or whatnot, but there were some, some guys that just raved about it, you know, Um, apparently William Gibson gave an interview about this book and said that he and Bruce Sterling had uh, been researching Victorian era porn and they just thought they'd try their hand at it for those, you know, those scenes in the middle that serve no purpose Mm. for the plot whatsoever. They don't move the story forward at all. It's just 20, 30 pages of this guy getting his rocks off with a hooker. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot. it, It has no 
purpose at all. It seems like a um, lot to me that they would put yeah. that yeah. much in there, but I, I, so I just, I just thought it was interesting that like, uh, to, to think of it in terms of what we see, uh, you know, as human beings, right? Like, and what, what women will see. And of course, I, I don't mean to be exclusive at all as far as, you know, gender and whatnot, you know, um, I, our, our trans and non-binary friends, uh, feel free, chime in, correct me on any of, of, of these things that I'm saying. But, uh, you know, it's funny to me how women will read these things and feel like, oh, okay, well, I guess this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, and, and whereas men read them and they, you know, that just kind of washes over them like, yep, yep. Okay. Dude's having a good time. Now I'll get, you know, like we're continuing with the story and then it doesn't, doesn't even phase them. Yeah. So I just find that really interesting because it was clearly written for a, a male audience as opposed to a, a female audience. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it, I just found that interesting that guys can read stuff like that. And I, I think maybe that speaks to a lot of why some guys feel like, and that there's been a lot of, a lot of, our, you know, sort of nerd culture is yeah. gatekept by guys because sure. if this is what the, if this is the kind of stuff that they're reading, and clearly, like women are not going to enjoy this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, woman shows up and says, "Oh, I like science fiction." If this is the stuff that they're reading, I can see why the guy is going. Well, unless, you know. <laughs> unless you like reading like the denigration of women, I don't believe you. Mm. Um, you know, because like it, this isn't, this isn't written for women, right? It's, it's not written for a woman's gaze. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I just thought there was some interesting, interesting jumping off points Sure. From, yeah. from that for me, you know, because you can kind of see like a lot of times, you know, we, I mean, we all see it, right? Like I know Scott, you've dealt with that a lot on Twitter and whatnot, like sure. idiots coming back and saying horrible misogynistic things. And you're like, Oh, you're a dumbass." Yeah. Um, and you go, what, why do you think this way? Why do you think the way that you think, mm. you know, why, why is your attitude that, Oh, well, women don't like comic books. Women don't like, science fiction right women don't like these things i'll never under i'll never actually understand why people do that like i i it confuses the hell out of me i just know i want them far away from me <laughs> yeah. oh oh for sure yeah. yeah like oh thank you for telling on yourself blocked yeah. and move go on. away yeah. right exactly uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but thanks for identifying yourself yeah right um but i i i find i found this book interesting in that i mean this book won a nebula award right mm-hmm. like so it's it's interesting to me that this can be like considered just mainstream science fiction when you know clearly it's kind of male fantasy porn at least for the middle mm-hmm. chunk of the book and sure. it's not a it's not a short book yeah uh and and so if this is what those dudes are reading and consuming and you know it go it goes into comic books as well right like there was the whole spider woman Oh and, yeah, the cover. You know, yeah. Oh right. yeah. 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 Um, that was a big stink. And and you know, you're you're edgy, you mm-hmm. know, the right. <laughs> like um and you know, 
there was that whole series where it was like, oh, if if men were posed on comic books the way that women are, you know, and it was like this silly, like Captain America with his coquettish pose, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it points out like how ridiculous these things look. And so I think if that's what those guys are consuming, then I can see why they are skeptical that women would enjoy that type of fiction. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Am I just yeah. babbling? No, no, no. I think it makes perfect sense. I, I and I think it's a, it might be a great topic for with Wendy one day. But um, you know why people, why they as authors felt strongly about that is a question only they can answer. Um, but how we react to it is is also an interesting question. And you know, I don't know. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think this is all worth bringing up. It may be just like an excellent science fiction novel with some like very unfortunate middle bits that they you know they could blame on the time or they could blame you know or say that well we really experienced the way they described that we wanted to to explore um victorian era mores or whatever sounds excusey to me um Mm -hmm. at the very least i because i understand like the context matters the most like if you're going to write a bunch of stuff and it ends and it lands like that if you're gonna make a movie like unforgiven and you're gonna have sex workers that work at the saloon as is the stereotype of the old west fine but then build some context around it also look at the effect of it dig deeper and that's what that movie does really well it doesn't mm-hmm. just say oh here's a surface level these are hookers we that they don't do that they go deep and they these these are women with lives and their own personalities and their own struggles and their own reasons for being there and or not not wanting to be there, but having to be there, like all of that, and the and the men around them are a mix of terrible to honorable, and like you can explore those things in a way that that is contextually good, right? It, mm-hmm. it leads yeah. to understanding and and whatever when you're telling your story. It sounds like this one didn't do that very right. well, exactly. And and yeah, it's it's the difference between oh, you know, a man is a three dimensional character with you know and is allowed to have flaws and grow from those flaws etc the woman is a cardboard cutout mm-hmm. um you know who is there for scenery um we started watching westworld it's interesting you brought up the i, I realize i'm late to that party but i'm excited that i'm late to that party because now i have tons of it to watch yeah it's um, really good in binge really form good. by the way that's the best way to watch it is binge so you're good cool yeah yeah but like you know and and that occurred to me too because i was we were watching it last night and i was thinking about you know they're they're in this cat house right but in usually in the wild west you you have like the the proprietors of a, a house of ill fame as it were uh they're usually very empowered women these are i mean they call it the oldest profession for a reason right like these are these women are yep this is just what i do and oh honey you know you're just a means to an end to me mm-hmm. you know like hey you know there's always a cost mm-hmm. what is it she tells the guy you know there's always a cost it's just mm-hmm. that our costs are posted on the door yeah um you know but but it's kind of like in firefly right like the, uh, the you got your companions and then there's the episode where she actually goes to the cat house and um, you know, they're, they're all about taking care of the women that are in their charge and they mean business, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, they are not as, uh, as these authors would term them dolly mops, uh, which by the way is a hilarious term. Dolly I had mops. never heard, I, I had never, never heard that. Heard that. Yeah. I've never heard that before in my life. Uh, but yeah, apparently that's what they called like, 
you know, women of the night in Victorian England. They were called <laughs> Dolly Mops. Dolly Mops. Dolly mops. <laughs> I kind of like it. We got to get back to that one. I like it. That one's fun. Uh, yeah. but maybe not for them anyway. Uh, well, fantastic. Uh, read it at your own risk basically is what we're saying, or, you know, know these things going into it. And then, um, the book was the difference engine. There you go. William Gibson and Bruce Sterling. There you go. Yes. Very British sounding people, except William Gibson's from South Carolina. Uh, all right. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to share with us before, uh, before we move on today? Well, Thanks so much for having me. It was Always. It's Always a, it's a pleasure. And if you're looking for Amy in other places, she's Red Fag- Fraggle 3 everywhere. All right. places. All right. So I don't care where you're going, whatever social network it is, whatever. Red Except in Marvel Snap, you didn't you didn't have to do the three. You got E. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In Marvel yeah. Snap, I just have Red Fraggle. So once they make it so that you can play with your friends, yeah. hit me up. I'll play with yeah. you. Although I am, as some I saw someone say uh, in the chat a couple days ago, I am pants at that game. So, um, <laughs> pants? So I'm look, I am pants. looking. Apparently, that means you suck at it. I've never uh, heard that term, pants at something. It's still wow. super fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you're either cracked or you're pants. Okay. I don't, I, like, that's the apparent. Then I think I'm closer the, to pants, too. Yeah. The slang that people are, you guys, like, my, my son said something about, like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who's absolutely cracked at that game. And that, that means you're good at it. That does sound so, British. Uh, chat says it. it sounds British. It does to me, too. It oh, does, I'm yeah. absolutely pants at that game. Like that, I could hear that. Although they, I don't know, trousers maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so Ryan, I'm looking forward. If you're feeling better, I'm totally up for whenever you are. If we want to do a stream where you can like uh, give me a tutorial and uh, maybe I won't be so pants. Do it. (laughs) Maybe you'll be less pants and more cracked by the time you're done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sounds good. Let me be doing a dry run today. We'll talk about that, but uh, Coverville today, since I haven't had any time to prepare, is going to be a Marvel Snap stream because I, I've i been resting all week and haven't had time to get any music together. So Nothing wrong it'll with be that. a dry run for me to do a, an actual Marvel Snap stream. And if it works out, then, then nice. I'll get you in for the next one. Nice. Yay. Well, I will look forward to that. Watch for that, everybody. Right. Amy, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. All right. Well, Brian, we've come to the part of the yes. show where we have to take a break. And when we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to figure out why I dream the way I dream. But I'm also, oh, this is, my gosh. Is there, will there actually be answers to this question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But she's, uh, she's down for it. And i um, gotten other people who've written in here and there saying, oh, same thing. I sleep terrible mostly because I dream weird. We're going to find out what that means to be restless dreamers. And uh, if there's anything you can do about it from a psychological standpoint. Before that, though, a song you've selected from your vast list of songs. Yes, finally getting back to an indie in the middle here and uh, an artist who goes by the name Losh, I think. It's L-O-S-H-H. And um, this is a brand new EP. He's a very enigmatic performer uh, based in London. And this is his sophomore six-track EP, which is called Akole, A-K-O-L-E. And uh, each of the songs is a letter from Akole. I don't know actually what happens to the sixth so, uh, sixth letter because mm. I only got the single. Uh, this is uh, the second song on there, which if you're doing the math is the letter K. Uh, featuring Aban, Abanjari, here is, <laughs> I'm sorry, Abanjayar, here is Lash with K.
the movies, emotional budgets, no one can stop my progress. That's me, girls, exams, I'm for her. Money for me, as I come clean. No one has busted my bread. Give thanks, cause I'm going ahead. It's been a long time since boy called no slip slap. Slip time before, and I work quite hard. This shit channel makes it for my own. I'm out to try to reach my OBC I've been there since fleeting grabbing like firefly And never, never let it go, yeah Let it go, yeah Never let it go, yeah Let it go, yeah I think the movie's emotional budget No one can stop my progress That's me, getting some example I think the movie's emotional budget No one And only stop the spirits for my body. Devils that try to block me, all of them shall fall. They shall fall if you know my story. Nothing I have for sorry. My smile came from struggle. My joy they can't destroy, can't destroy. And my wheels are torn. Come on, for road I'm coming. But mine they want to stop me. I go jump them, jump them. My kidneys something we never see before. If them try to copy, they no reach at all. See, I give them something where they never see before. If them try to copy, they no reach at all. I think movies, emotional budgets, no one can stop my progress. That's me, getting some example. I think movies, emotional budgets, no one can stop my progress. That's me, getting some example. is history. Now, I can't get it back. I can't fix it no matter how much I might want to. You see, some things we can't change. And the reason I'm telling you this is because your parents have decided to break up. And there's no way to change that. Billie Eilish always looks like you just told her that you have a podcast. Take me around the world one more time. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Remind me who that was one more time. Sure, and uh, better write this down, folks. This is uh, the band Losh, L-O-S-H-H, from London. Uh, sophomore six-track EP called Akole, and that was song number two, K. By the way, song number six is called God Interlude. Ooh, 
Scary. But it's cool, like dream, dreamy kind of uh, dreamy rock stuff. Not dream pop, but kind of dreamy ethereal rock stuff. So. You heard that Aurora girl from uh, the Netherlands or wherever she's from? I can't remember. Where she's Not from. yet. No. Oh, you need. There's a real ear, earwormy hit she has right now called uh, "Cure for Me." I think it's called. Interesting. Oh no, I'm totally gonna listen. She's. I'm great. totally hooked on Soccer Mommy right now. And oh, of course. I don't know who that uh, is. But... Lou's and the Yakuza, who I've I'll, I'll stop talking about because I'm just so in love with that song that song was awesome that we played i loved that yeah Yeah. i can't wait for more that's all they have up on the give it a second give it a third fourth fifth listen and it's like it's weird how it just gets its hooks in you and doesn't let go yep it stays like a disease except not all right (laughs) let's get wendy all up in it she also gets her hooks in us she does she's been very patient uh, we'll see if we can't nab her and get this going. If I can find her a little clip here. Here it is. Hey, look who it is. It is my sister, Wendy, a professional in the therapy world, and uh, comes here and slugs it around with us on Thursdays. You know, helps people with real problems. Slugs it around. Slugs it around. Slugs That's it. a term. <laughs> slugs it around. Sure. I, thought about, I thought about you a bit we'll today because we were going through all this old stuff, old high school stuff and photos and letters. And this. I read this letter this girl sent me on the show. Anyway, there's a bunch of pictures of you uh, in that era. And boy, did you have the hair to match the time. Holy cow. <laughs> really? Amazing. Yep. Oh, awesome. I, I will never share those without your permission, but oh, boy, howdy. I appreciate that. Sure. The 80s, though. It was rough. Not rough. It was a time. It was a time. You know? It was a time. There was a lot of aerosol hairspray. Yep. I, if I remember, it was that not white rain. Um Oh, the stuff you and Misha used, you could, you could. Aquanet. Aquanet. Aquanet, yeah. Like cans and cans of Aquanet. Yeah. yeah. I remember when the ozone was real thin, it was all because of that. <laughs> yeah, right. it was, right? Because didn't they cut that? That ended up going away and that went away. Like the ozone layer healed itself. Because, because of the hair. Because of the stupid yeah. hairspray. Oh, the eighties! <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, it's good to have you here. Sorry for the delay. We had a very cool in-depth conversation in our last segment and things got a little out yeah. of hand, but uh it's good to have you here. Um, we're going to dive right in. So I actually asked Wendy about this one. I had the weirdest, especially lately, I want to say the last couple of months, almost every night without fail, my nights are usually really dreamy, and I don't mean in a good way, like just tons of dreams, not necessarily bad dreams, just weird stuff hmm. that would make no sense. Like Brian, what was the one where um, the recent one with you in it? I forgot what we even did. Uh, um... Something happened with you in it. What yeah, was what was the most recent deal? one? <laughs> I can't remember now. That's the other thing is I remember them for about a day and then I kind of lose it. Even though I talk about mm-hmm. them, I feel like I, I feel like that's a weird thing. But anyway, the dreams themselves, yeah. whatever they may be, are every night and they wake me up every time. And I'm up for a bit and then back to sleep and then a dream wakes me up again and then back to sleep. And this kind of goes on from about midnight till like five and then by five, I may be able to like actually oh, sleep, yeah. but then I got to be up at six thirty, seven, whatever, and it sucks. Red Links just reminded me. By the way, you were watching Skeletor eat my toes. That's what it was, Skeletor from oh, He Man. My God, I know. I and he was eating my toes he, one by one. He was eating. And I was off very his nonchalant toes. about the whole yeah, thing. Brian didn't care. He was so chill in that dream. But okay, yeah, that is the one. And I've had much, much stranger dreams. I don't know why these are happening, except. I'm going to admit to a couple of things here early, and I and I want to say that I've gotten a bunch of feedback from listeners who are similar problem. Okay. Okay. 
here's what I think's going on, and then let's talk about it. I, um, when I get into bed, it's usually like me going, well, there's still some things I could do from this, from here. You know, I can pull up my iPad and draw, or I could uh, watch the end of a movie I got to recommend next week on the show, or I need to um, watch Seinfeld with Kim for a little while, or whatever it is. Um, but it usually involves, you know, a device with some blue light. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. lately it's been my steam deck. I, I sat in bed last night and played, a, uh, this stupid game called Brotato. It's a long story, <laughs> but I played this game. So good choices. It's a very fun choices. game. I, I, this is where I think that the, the, the main answer is going to come from is the <laughs> thing you do right. Like, right like lying in yeah. bed. So, like, so, so that, yeah. I think you're not wrong, Ryan. I think you're hundred percent right. And Wendy's probably going to confirm, but I'm, I'm just hoping there's like some tips and tricks here because, I don't know why the temptation is so great for me to like, like hunker down and go, all right, now time for some of this. And then why can't I just go? Nope. As soon as I slide in here, head to pillow, I'm out. Let's go. Why don't I do that? I don't know. But I do think it contributes to all this weird dreaming. And yes, it's fun to talk about those dreams on the show, but I'd like more sleep people. You know, I want, I don't want bad sleep. Bad sleep leads to other bad things. Answer number one. And Wendy, maybe, I mean, you'll, you'll definitely, be the authority on this, but uh, keep the Steam Deck out of the bedroom. Mm. <laughs> I shouldn't have its dock and charger right there. Is what you're saying? Don't no, have that? you really should no. not. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, Wendy, there's your there's your backdrop. What do you What do you think? Because I don't think I'm alone. Here. I think this is a lot of people right now, and a lot of people sitting around watching TikTok at night, or uh, they're up checking their their Facebook feed, whatever. It's like blue lights Gosh, all over. I wonder why I keep having these dreams that I'm on a cruise ship and there's a cruise director who, with big teeth who keeps smiling at me and, it and might I start be your... the dream hating somebody but by the end of the dream I'm fully in love with them. Brian's watching uh, old Love Boat episodes as you, as you Yeah, I was going to yeah. say this sounds this plot's familiar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let me ask uh, another question. Are like when's the last time you eat at night? And what are you uh, usually eating? We try to finish. We try not to be eating anything after seven, just kind of a goal. That's the thing I worked out with my doctors. She was like, one of the ways you can uh, attack this blood sugar thing is is don't eat late at night because it's during the night that you, you know, your body's it's weird and you overcompensate. Insulin gets weird and all that. So there, so I stop eating um, before seven whenever I can. If there's like an event or a special okay. dinner or something and you can't get around it, whatever, those are one-offs. But for the most part, I do not eat anything past seven. Okay. And then when do you, what, what is, uh, this is going to get personal, everyone. What is your bedtime routine? Like uh, how do you? Bedtime routine goes like this. So it depends on the night. Like Tell some, me you brush your teeth. Just throw it course. in even if you don't. <laughs> always. Always and forever. Brush my teeth. Should be given. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't had any cavities since high school. Um, and in high school, I got all my silver, th- all my dental problems I've had since high school were all Dr. Packer hacker problems that came out of like bad silver fillings and junk like that. So I've been okay. pretty good about all that. Right. So anyway, he's um, a dead man. You're throwing him under a bus. Is he? I okay. thought he's still alive. Did he die? I don't know. I think he's dead. He's well, I think he's alive. I think Packer's still with us. Okay, fine. Anyway, right. Packer the hacker is somewhere listening. <laughs> and if he is, he's like 90 seven or something he's pretty old yeah so maybe not alive but anyway keep going anyway uh should have sued him while he was young anyway the point is uh so okay so um so let's say i'll just try to figure out an average night let's say monday tuesday wednesdays are the most average for me the rest of the week's a little wonky but um last night for example um 
I come down here. I do a little pre-prep for the show at around eight. Not a lot, but just enough to kind of get stuff going. So by the morning, I can finish it out. Um, hmm. So I did a little bit of that. And then go upstairs, feed the dogs at around eight, eight or 8.30. That's when they eat. Uh, and then... See that usually transitions into. I'm trying to just think of like a normal night. There aren't a lot of normal nights, but let's just say it's like okay. Well, around nine thirty or so, I'm like, yeah, time to start. Just you know, getting ready to chill or whatever. And so that involves I get into some sweats or something, brush my teeth, like you know, you're that you're so concerned about. I do that. Mm-hmm. I check that gold tooth I got and make sure it's good. And it is. It's always sure. good. Good. Um, then dogs are put away at nine. They're nine to nine thirty. They're put away and sleep. And there's three of them. That's why these are prominent in our lives right now. Cause three dogs is a lot. Um, then it depends. Like if, uh, Carter's who's still home at the moment or, or Kim are around in the living room, I might sit and hang out with them for a while or just talk or whatever. Um, so by 10 it's, I'm usually, cause I like to get, you know, I like to maximize the sleep if I can, even though it's full of dreams and crap, by 10, I'm heading in there and in bed. And that's the routine. Okay. So but that's when the me, trouble starts as soon as so I tell me there. where the, the blue light is, is your phone's with you all the time. Are you looking at it as you're chatting or maybe you're watching mm. a show? Are you rewarding yourself for all your time with your little medium screen with your big and large screen? Like what's your, um, I, so I, I intake. will, I will take my phone in there that's where I charge it. It's my alarm. So I'll, you know, I'll pick it up and just make sure I've missed anything. Has Brian texted me? Uh, Cause he's been sick this week. So I want to check in on him. So I check for that. I check on mm-hmm. email real quick, make sure there's nothing crucial. Um, that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll get bogged down and like, a, you know, someone will have started a Twitter th- thread and tagged me and I'm trying to figure out what's going on in there. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Cause so that, that, yeah, that like, that like gets your brain racing and no, yeah, that's not a great bedtime angry. No, yeah. no. And so I'll do that. And then sometimes I'm just like, I want to watch stupid videos about cats and dogs. So I'm going to watch TikTok for a while and I'll flip through there. Mm-hmm. And then usually it's about then that I'll have this weird thing in my brain say, are you going to sleep? Or are you going to watch an episode of that show you're binging like on my iPad with headphones on because Kim's trying to sleep and I don't want to wake her up? Or do I want to pull up that Steam Deck and play a game? Or do I want to go to bed? And do I want to go to bed rarely wins the fight. <laughs> it's usually Scott like, Johnson, I, how long have you been listening to this show? I know, I know. <laughs> I know it's bad. I know it's bad. And I don't know. I don't know why I feel so drawn to it. It's like, um, well, you don't know why. Of course, you know why you've also listened to this show. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Is it, it's it's all dopamine. dopamine. It's just dopamine. I don't think my, then my brain is like a freaking drug dealer. Then it's just like, it is. Well, hold on. So a couple quick things. So you're telling me you go get in bed at 10 and then you are, you're doing this. Tell about like, tell about midnight, your... usually midnight or so. Wow! So and then every, I and then okay. I roll over. I'm making it dramatic. Then but I, every day, yeah. you spend two hours in your bed on a screen. Um, I would say not every day, but you're not that hyperbolic either. I think it's it's probably close to that. Yeah. Okay. And and if anyone's like, I'll do that too, and feeling judged, it's be I'm mad at you because you know better. <laughs> 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 I 
pronounced maybe doesn't know better. Yeah. No, just okay. So hold on. So let's just take this from a from a um, a neural perspective, a neural network perspective. Mm. You have associated your bed with something other than the two most and only things that should be associated <laughs> with your bed. Yeah, yeah. Sleep and crackers. Yep. Sleep and Sleep crackers. And sexy time. Oh, sexy. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So hold on. So you have, like Pavlov, you have rung a bell and given yourself some steak. Yeah. And you've done it consistently. I mean, it, it if you think about it, it's something you probably, because you're getting plenty of dopamine, you're not thinking of it as a job, but no. you have trained your brain. There's a lot of neural networks that have fired together and are currently wired together about what you do for sleep yeah. or before sleep. And I will yeah. say this is a relatively new uh, thing for me and that it started right ar- for maybe this is true for a lot of people, but right around the beginning of the pandemic is when this yeah, started for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So. Yeah. So mine was buy giant bags of candy and sit down and watch community with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, there's Star Wars things that uh, you could Brian, make. Brian's like TMS number one community fan. He loves that show. I am, man. Love it's that so show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so, but you, what you do and you, and, and this is sort of like zooming back. Yeah. We have um, this phrase we use all the time in my field of, you know, when neurons fire together, they wire together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you, Take, think of it, I mean, really simplistically, right? Two strands of a string and you, you know, electrically fire between the two and fuse them, Mm. right? And the more that's happening, the more neural networks are combining, right? So when anything's hard to stop doing, it's because you are actually getting rid of some fused neurons. So the term is pruning, right? When you don't use something, you know, we say use it or lose it, right? That's very real with the brain. If you don't keep doing a thing, you will lose the ability to do that thing because the the brain's trying to get rid of um, just excess stuff it doesn't need. So it prunes the neural networks that are not being used. Mm -hmm. So you have a really strong neural network with this bed is for entertainment. It's for Twitter controversy. Like you have no, there is no... (laughs) There is no sacred space in most people's lives that are not contaminated by at, at any moment being outraged or at any moment, you know, some to- dopamine hit for whatever reason, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's who we are now, right? And so, right. Th- so this is tricky, is carving out space and time where that doesn't exist. And the greatest gift anyone can give themselves is to carve that out around their sleep. Because it is pretty, it's pretty disruptive to sleep. So, so let's take um, like a boring night that like nothing that exciting. You just go to sleep. You know, are you still dreaming the same way, or or do you feel like there's something connected to this recent shift in dreaming all night? Like you've done this before, this two hours bef- before bed, and you didn't have this problem with sleep, or have you always had? These I've always two had weird dreams. They're just more frequent than usual. Um, but prior to this, let's say in the last three years, I would maybe have a weird dream that was memorable every other week or something, or maybe every five days or who knows, like what, I don't know what the frequency was, but it wasn't, it wasn't every freaking day. The, this lately in the last probably month and a half, two months, it feels like every day. Okay. So is there anything else? Okay. So we'll, we'll go back to how to break your relationship with this problem, but like, is there anything else that might've come up? Cause this is a really common thing for people sleep to suddenly be disturbed more than usual. Mm-hmm. And they can look around and be like, I don't know what caused this. And it's, it doesn't usually have to be something major. It can be fairly subtle, but is there anything that's 
you know. Actually, yeah. Now that you say it, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I hadn't really thought of it or connected the two, but uh, toward the toward the end of Taylor's pregnancy, Mm -hmm. um, I got I just felt worried about her all the time. I just worried about her, and it's she's Mm -hmm. fine. She's strong, independent. Carried that pregnancy extremely well. No complications. Like you know, couldn't have been better. And then that switched from me worrying about her to worrying about this brand new, very small, very fragile little child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that can't do anything for itself. And for some reason, even though I, you know, again, went through that with Van pre-pandemic, there's something about all of this happening post that that just adds flavor to the idea that this is a very vulnerable little creature that Mm -hmm. we have to protect at all costs. And so I think about that a lot. And then the other thing is Carter's going to... uh, for two months going to Iceland, which I know you're super excited for her about. You've been there a number of times. And she leaves in less than a week. She leaves Tuesday. And I know I'm thinking about that a lot. And it's not that I'm worried about her. She's going to do great. I'm just, I don't know. It's like this built in, like this weird, I don't know. I just worry, you worry about your kids doing, they're going places, doing things. It's a foreign country. Mm -hmm. She's going to be alone. I want everyone to treat her right. You know, I, I, all of that stuff. She's an adult now. She can do this, but it's just still, I think about that all the time. So I think if there is any other small things, small to medium things that are, that are weighing on me in that regard, I think it's probably those two things. If I had to guess. Yeah. And okay. I'm worried mom's going to die anytime. I worry about that a lot. Mm. Okay. Just cause she's, I don't know. She's really old. Not really old. She's 83, three, four, three, four, four. just turned 84 in July. And she's, you know, got some issues and some stuff, but she's, you know, doing okay. It's just, I still have this feeling of like, no, this is, this is when you work. This is when you start thinking about that more. You plan, you. Because you feel like it always hits when things are going well. So it's like you're waiting for the the shoe to drop. Yeah, definitely have that feeling right now. And then, you know, Brian, Brian recently had some stuff with his mom and it made me think about that more. And I've had other friends dealing with their parents. I was talking to the I can't. I don't know if he wants me to talk about it. But I talked to somebody who a lot of people here would know that had a has a thing going on with a parent who's very close to checking out, and they're struggling. And so I think a lot of this sort of mortality stuff's kicking in in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On both ends of it, brand new baby, don't drop it. Eighty-four year old lady, don't drop it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a weird, a weird dynamic with that. So if if I had to guess, that's the answer to your question. That those things are there. Yeah, that that's really helpful because uh, I think there's not a human being we can't uh, scratch slightly below the surface, and we will find there is something bigger, or, f- or and, and you know, essential worry about people they love or the world they live in or you know whatever it might be, right? And so that stuff's always there. It might get triggered maybe more at different times than others, right? So obviously, a birth and you know whatever. So in general, you've got this sort of underlying thing. And this is helpful because what you're giving me is what your treatment method is for a problem you didn't realize you were treating. Mm. And I don't mean this even so directly, but we, we're going to make it direct just so maybe this is applicable to people when they hear it. Yeah. So if you think about like the more stressed you are or like the more stuff that's got to get done, and then I, I'm going to put you on your favorite social media app, how are you behaving on that app at the time you're really stressed versus the time you're just like kicking it and 
waiting for someone to come have a fun lunch, you know, like, well, just real quick. How did, have you guys noticed a difference in your use of, of that? And I'm going to call it a drug because it is use of that drug at different times based on what's going on in your life. For me. Yes. Uh, but it's been, that's been mainly positive. So I, I, I try to only, this is weird. It's hard to explain, but Twitter used to be a thing where I would go and read the public timeline. Like, I want to see what's going on. What's going on with everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's doing this. That guy's doing that. Cool. I'll reply and say good luck or whatever. Like, it used to be that I would look at that a lot. I barely look at that now. And what I use it for now, since it's a place I communicate a lot with listeners and followers and stuff, is I will post stuff and interact with replies to the stuff I post. But less so, not all, not not entirely no, but less so am I looking at the timeline or interacting with news or any of that. I, I, I've that stuff was really bringing me down during okay. various things in the last six to seven years. And so I kind of, I kind of got away from that. So I use it mainly as like, like today I put up an old picture of, of me when I was a kid or my, my playboy magazine comic uh, oh, yeah. rejection envelope <laughs> that I got when I was in high school. And I tried to have them print comics because they told me they paid, they paid well. And, how they told me my interest in their my interest in Playboy was warmly appreciated and all that stuff. Um, Moistly appreciated. Yeah. So I put a lot of I put a lot of, you know I am feeling nostalgic, I'll say that these days. I'm feeling yeah. very like, ah, oh, the old days, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why why all that's coming up. Part of it is, you know, I don't know, whatever. Time passes and you have to deal with it and it is whatever it is. Yeah. But 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 to your to your social media question, I don't use it in terms of um, consuming as much as I used to. I use it to put stuff out there. Okay. So. Well, okay. And so, so that's good. I, and maybe you're not experiencing what I think is very common. And that is when I'm using it as a, it's like, I need a drink now versus, mm. oh, I'm going out with friends for some drinks. Mm. <laughs> right. It's a different mm. uh, need intensity. And I, I think um, escapism is escapism, right? I've got to get out of what I'm dealing with or thinking and it can just sort of maybe suck you in. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happening as if, if you're regularly dosing things that help you leave the, the real feelings you might be having, it's just really easy to do that all the time. It's really, you know, and then it's really easy to, to build a ritual around it. So when I say, what's your bedtime routine, you just I mean, I think you pee and then I think you brush your teeth, but nothing else it, there is, <laughs> is necessary to going to sleep yeah. um, and being healthy on the other end. The, all the rest is a ritual you have created mm-hmm. um, and then have, have made it so deep that it, it, it does affect your sleep. It does wake you up. It yeah. does give your dreams the, the flavor and the color that happen, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's disturbing you and making you more sleepy and, you know, and then the vicious cycle continues, right? right? So, but if you think about like, okay, what is it essential? So maybe if I frame it like this, what is essential for you to sleep well mm. is peeing and brushing your teeth. Okay. Number one. Can you not talk about the, mother not the same time boys? though, right? Not the same time. Yeah. Just, okay. No, yeah, but my yeah, kid does you're really it. good. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> if you're really good. <laughs> like a, uh, you know, you gotta be a real uh, multitasker. Yeah. yeah. At same time, so I can get in bed for two hours with my phone. Sure. Um, sure. Okay. So, so anyway, thinking of like, what are the essentials for you to feel good are going to be some basics. And then it might be that you're winding down differently. Like, um, 
And, and so I've, I've been telling people to try this for a while now and having some pretty good results of figuring out how much time you want to sleep. Just throw it out there. Like well, uh, for both of you, what is your best night's sleep hour wise? Do you think seven, eight, sense? seven, eight hours for me, Brian, seven, eight hours. Yeah. Seven is typical for me. Like I'll go to bed at 10 30 and then wake up at about five, five 30. Okay. Yeah. So this is yeah. what I want you guys both to try. And anyone listening who wants to, fix our sleep a little bit Yeah, is decide when you want to wake up. So let's say you want to wake up at seven and then move backwards in hour and a half increments mm. until you get to about seven and a half or eight, you know, whatever the amount that you want. Yeah. And then that's the time you should try to go to sleep. Oh, okay? I understand. So oh, yeah, okay. move back your, your start time, not your finish time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because right. what we do is we wake up in the middle of our hour and a half sleep cycles when we're deep in sleep. That's yeah. when our alarm goes off or we have to get up and you feel like you're being, I, I, I use the analogy of like scuba diving. Mm. It's like you've gone too deep and then someone's yanking you up and it is not good for you. Right. Right. Oh, because you get the, you do the bends or whatever that is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm at the surface at 615 because that's my hour and a half increment yeah. and I'm, I'm just an inch from waking up or coming out, right? And then you just feel more refreshed and normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you can get your hour and a half increments coordinated, it can be really powerful. So that's 7 to 5.30, 5.30 to 3. Am I doing that wrong? 4. Yes, you know, until <laughs> you get back. And then when you realize, okay, 7, 8 hours looks like this time. So Scott, let's say it's, let's just make this up because I can't do the math right now. Let's say it's 11. Mm. Like you really should be asleep mm -hmm. by 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Should that would so, be, that would be the optimal if I could just 11 yeah, and right. I'm out. That'd Maybe be great. Getting up at seven. Yeah. Go to bed at yeah, yeah, and I'd like go. to do, by the way, I'd like to do all of this without the help of any sort of supplements slash medications, yeah, 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 prescription. Yeah, I don't want any of that. No, no, no. You don't want to, I mean, I don't think you want to supplement your melatonin because you want your body to produce it naturally. Uh, absolutely. Exactly. Get how to do it. Absolutely. So, so one thing that happens with so much blue light and right before falling asleep is that it delays the onset of melatonin being released. So that's why you will get taught you're more sleepy and stuff at, or like later in the morning. Yeah then your natural release of melatonin that would have happened earlier, right? Yeah. And so so let's just try. Can you just try this for a week and see what happens? Yeah, and we can talk uh, yeah. About next week? Okay. absolutely. So I want you to do hour and a half increments. So somebody in the chat room, please do the math for me. If Scott wants to wake up at 7, what time should he go a bet to bed with if he wants, if he wants, If he wants eight hours of sleep, then 11. 11 to 7. Okay. But that's we don't want eight hours. We want hour and a half increments. Oh, we want – oh, Does right. make eight? So, well – Three, six, no. It should be seven and a half or eight and a half. Right? I, oh, gotcha. Hour and a half. So my brain wakes say, up. So at wait, hour and a half, three hours, four and a half. Is that what you mean? Like yes. hour and a half. Uh -huh. minutes? Okay. Gotcha. So the closest would be uh, either six or eight and a half. I'm sorry. Seven and a half. Yeah. So seven, let's say seven and a half. Let's hours. say seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah. So that means 1130. Yeah. 1130. Mm -hmm. So Scott, do you want to wake up earlier or do you want to yeah. go to bed at 1130? Uh, I want to, I, I'm fine. My brain wakes up at seven, whether I like it or not. I okay, just great. do. So we'll so. just use that. Okay, great. So seven. So that means 1130, your head is on the pillow. You are, you're, you fall asleep okay. at 11, All right. 30. Okay. So now think of, you just described sort of 930 until midnight is you getting ready for bed and then just consuming. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That's the current, okay. that's the current modus. 
That's the current <laughs> mode, right? And yeah. so we just want to tweak from the 1130 going backwards. And even this, so there's just two rules I want you to follow. One is the half hour before 1130. So 11 o'clock, yeah. that is that is peeing and brushing your teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 30 minutes. It's how long it takes uh, certain men of a, a certain That's age. a lot of pee. Yeah. So 1130, yeah. so 11 to 1130, you are prepping for bed. And when you get in your bedroom and in your bed, nothing else happens. Sorry, Kimo. Nothing else happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're falling asleep at 1130. Yeah. And here's the other thing. You cannot get in bed before then. Okay. So, so no no entry. This is, this is a part that I secretly in the back of my head, my dogs are all losing it for something. I hear time. that. Oh, my God. It's like uh, the, the fire truck just killed by or something. All it takes is one of them to start, and yeah, then they're all yeah. singing the song of their people for the next 10 minutes. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, Kim means Kim must have gone somewhere. But uh, so the one sneaky suspicion I've always had is that the that when I get in there, it needs to be get in done. Like get in, sleep. Don't. Yeah. I know that that's the way. I know it. Like in my heart of hearts, I look at the bed as I'm about to enter it and I go, you know, I really just yep. need to get in, put the head down and go. But I, but other voices in my head go, yeah, but Red Dead Redemption 2 ain't going to play itself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got to fire that up and get a couple missions done and help, uh, help old, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Help Dutch get get the get the team out into Haiti or whatever. It's at least it's, I don't need to give these details. <laughs> but the point is, like, I want to do that. So so, and, and because maybe yeah. it's because the rest of the day was so busy, I had no time for any of my fun stuff to do. You know, it was all busy with work mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've like, well, I won't. I owe myself this. And there's a certain comfort when I get in there. It feels good. It's like I got this on my lap. I got a blanket on me. I'm warm. It's kind of yeah. cold out. So it's you know, I have this moment. Probably the dopamine. Where this all feels great, but I'll tell you what: at around midnight, when I'm like, "Ugh, I need to go to bed," I got restless. You don't feel good. My my legs yeah. are restless. Uh, I got kind of like tingly crap. My neck's kind of cricked wrong, so it kind of hurts. I can hear my heartbeat because my blood flow sucks, like the way I was laying or whatever, or the way I scrunched over time as I was doing this. Like I I know it every time mm-hmm. that it's not going great, and yet every not every time, but a lot of times I'm like, "Yep, I'm doing that again." That's the hard bit, right? So right. I'm doing and this. So for this a week. is where you just have to follow a rule, and you can play your game. You can do all those things. You just can't do them in bed. Just don't do them in bed. Go, you know, yeah. play it on the couch. Get well, cozy get on a sleep. couch. Right. 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 Associate it with something else. So this is why, like, if if you're, you know, you want to spend some time on a treadmill and you never think you have time. Tie it to one of these temptations, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm tempted to just play this game. Mm-hmm. Hold your handheld device while you are doing walking, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. And then what you've done is now you're associating that game with walking. Mm-hmm. You just are mm-hmm. firing some neurons together. And when the first time neurons fire together, they're like, ooh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And you have to build that. Um, we do a lot of inadvertent building of neural networks, right? Just accidentally. Um, we're not like choosing to, I'm going to just, like I love popcorn. I'm going to sit down on my couch. And I'm going to eat popcorn. Now I have associated popcorn with the couch and with whatever I'm doing. Right. And so if you want to break those things, you've, you've got to stop doing them so that the neurons can prune, but you can associate it to the ways like being more sort of intentional about your design. Right. So we are going to design your evening routine to optimize your sleep. So we do the hour and a half increments to get you the amount you want. You make some rules about what the bed is for. 
and you keep that. So your head is on the pillow, ready to go to sleep at 1130. What you may find is that at 930, when you're normally feeling drowsy, and previously you just be like brushing my teeth and going pee. Now I'm awake. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then now you've you've you're awake for another hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this hour and a half thing, once you start to realize it, you're gonna see this happen over and over in your life. If you wake up in the night and can't get back to sleep, it's about an hour and a half before you really will. Yeah, it's about Not right. Everyone's that way, but yeah. it can be if you're really fully awake. Yeah. Um anyway, so 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 if you could just do one week of this where you bed get ready for bed at 11, asleep by 11.30, and you can do whatever else you want. It just can't be in the bed beforehand. And then, yeah, follow the hour and a half thing. And just see. Just see what happens. Okay. And then there's one last thing, and this this covers the general. When we avoid grief or when we avoid our fears or when we we don't know what to do with this stuff and we use other methods to just not have to think about it. So existential dread dr- generally, right? Yeah. That's what that like, sounds like. I yeah. can't stare down that void. I can't do this. So I'm going to do this instead. Right. So mm. it's understandable. And then maybe you don't know what to do with it, but take your specific examples of the fragility of this cute little baby and mom and, you know, you getting older and, you know, all of those different things. What kind of thing or ritual could you put in your life that, allows you to feel those feelings, write out those feelings, address those feelings, communicate about those feelings instead of avoiding them. I mean, like you've always said, facing them is way better, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're, um, oh, I don't know, like this stuff with mom, the way I should deal with it isn't to go, oh, I need something to take my mind off of it. What I should do is lean into checking in on her how you doing mom mm-hmm. anything you need mm-hmm. um, we're coming by sunday um you know and actually know where we're at <laughs> instead of fearing where we're headed so that would be yes. the thing to do there this is the worst part yes. about all this is i know exactly what to do mm-hmm. right i just still yeah. avoid it you know but yeah. you know it, and okay so there's the avoidance that is because it feels hard it's way easier than it is mm-hmm. than you think you fear it is that's always true but then your time can be filled so quickly by dopamine delivery that you just run out of time to do the other thing, right? You can see where that balance can get pretty off. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here's how you're going to manage this. Here, ready? I'm yeah, gonna, go. I'm making you do stuff this week. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to try something. Anytime any of those feelings arise or just kind of, you know, the thoughts or, or what, however you're going to experience it, Maybe you talk to Taylor and, you know, you hang up the phone and then you just sort of have this like, oh, that little tiny human in this world, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Try something. I want you to either write about it, draw it, say it out loud to Kim, find a way to like, rather than it goes in, it goes out, Mm. right? Okay. So rather than package that little thought I had in, just like go, hey, by the way, I mean, I think I do. I deal with a lot of stuff that way too already. Like that's a lifelong thing for me is to talk too much about what's going on. Not too much, but you know what I mean? Like I I do get it out. Um, But in this case, I haven't, in the case of the baby and just this weird existential fear I have for her, I haven't said anything to anybody about it until the show. So, and, and, and not everything has to be spoken out, out loud for it to be effective, right? Sometimes just writing it out, like, you know how amazing it would be to read your grandfather's letter he wrote when you were born yeah. to her, you yeah. know, about 
sorry, this world's so screwed up (laughs) Um, or whatever it is, right? Like find a way to create, and, and, and this, this is a motto everyone should just adopt is we should create before we consume. So when you, you talk about your Twitter switch, that really is creating before consuming. Yeah. And you feel better, right? I do. But that, that's been a huge improvement for me. Like that was a hard, it was hard though. It took me, um, I don't know, probably a week of, of just kind of pounding away at it and, and reminding yeah. myself, no, you don't want to read the timeline. You want to do, you want to create more than you consume. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. That's, and so if you think about it, even just in structure, so I'm using the word ritualize or plan or think through, like some of us do, that does not come naturally for it does not come naturally for me, but yeah. it really is the only way if it's not planned or it's not structured or designed for your success, it will backfire and you will go back to whatever whatever neural pathways you've already created. And so undoing that is hard, right? So so having the notebook next to your bed yeah. is a great idea. Pen, paper, the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Okay. The old, yeah. yeah. I you can know, do that. Get an old typewriter. <laughs> I think we still have some of that around paper. here somewhere. <laughs> but really what it does sure. is it helps you process and deal with the real thing and do it in slower slower motion um, and, and give you – I mean – if, if we think of it, so a part of you is trying to get your attention to deal with the thing. Yeah. And you are, imagine if it was like a little kid pulling on your like shirt, like, hey, I want to talk hey, to you mister. about some real hey, feelings. Hey, mister. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go do this thing. Bye. Yeah. And then hours later, you know, whatever. So just think, treat it a little bit like, you know, there's just a part of you that needs some tending to. That's what Van does. When Van wants your attention, he goes, hey, 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 pops, hey, 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 like that. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah. And that's what it's doing, and it will eventually just quiet down. But it it quiets down because, you know, you're in the middle of a movie. Yeah. And so can you do a little of this? It goes a long way. Um, And notice I'm saying, not saying get rid of all your stuff. That stuff's fine. The problem is it's what you don't do because you're doing that is always the conundrum, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think part of this is the reason I watched so many horror movies this month. Um, uh-huh. Really oh, yeah, got into no it. Kidding. Not, not. I don't think those are. I don't have any dreams about any of these movies. But I think I watched them to to have extreme. Oh, gee, Brian, that movie. But to have this have extreme stimulus. Yep. That takes that really takes me away from what I'm thinking about. Because if you do that well enough, like this barbarian movie, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was the kind of thing that completely sucked me in, which meant nothing else was in my yeah. head. Yeah. So I, that I think I finally figured out why this year in particular, I've been like all around. You know, for me, I justified like, well, it's Halloween. Yeah, man, horror movies. Let's go. And then I think really what's going on is it's me going, give me something that's really distracting. Yeah. You know, which is annoying. And that's where, you know, it's always the irony of I'm afraid of things. So I'm going to watch something that makes me really afraid is that it's like jacking up those circuits Mm -hmm. and not burning them out, but just sort of flame flaming them out. So they're not going to be worried about the real things in your, in your life. Mm. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, if you can just address a couple of design flaws in your evening and <laughs> yeah. as well as like give some attention to the stuff you're thinking about yeah. and you know it, you switch those two things your sleep will go it'll it'll normalize all it right i'm will. doing it i'm starting and, tonight and, 
It's happening. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it and then I'll and follow up next week. funny, right? We can yeah. live a long time with crappy sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we just, and then you start taking a, a pill to yep. make this happen. And then, you know, and we are layering on treatment when, and really what we're doing is just bearing the real causes is that humans are not meant to have exciting blue light in their eyeballs right before they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We, we are suffering because of that. So there's a way to just tweak it a little. Um, it can go a long way. So give All it right. a shot. And then, yeah. So next week, next regardless week. of topic next week, we will follow up and see how my week long experiment goes. Uh, yeah. I have Perfect. a feeling, I mean, it doesn't like, I already know it will help. <laughs> like I already yeah. know the pattern that I'm doing now is not the, a good one. And so this will, uh, this, yeah, well, if the can't. world could just do the right things because of knowledge, I mean, we have Wikipedia. We yeah, have, yeah. I mean, that's not the problem. The problem is not knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's implementation. And part of it is this neural pruning. It takes a minute. And what we like is instant fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like the term neural pruning a lot. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's and what it does. And they just kind of die off. And I mean, think about something you used to do all the time. You don't do now at all. Oh yeah, I can do. Like I can get up quickly. Or play basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Play hoop. You with could my go friends. play, and there is some muscle memory, and there's some things, but there's definitely some brain pruning that has happened, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. and so any skill will will go. Any you know, but and this is habits and habit creation and deletion, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I'm excited to hear what. You, and then you have all the pressure. Here's the thing: you have the knowledge, but you also now have the pressure. We're all going to wonder. So yeah, now you're all going to wonder. Exactly. Well, I'll I'll let you all know as I create more than I consume on Twitter, and I let everybody know what's going on. Just kidding. All right. Hey, Wendy, uh, having you on always a pleasure. And uh, as the way dad used to say it, and um, yep. uh, I should send you some of these pictures of you. I won't I won't put them on the internet, but they're pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might. Did everyone them. notice Scott is pre-requiring consent for posting something of me? Oh, I'm really, good. really happy about. Oh this. yeah, no. Yeah. I, if I've learned anything, having uh, two daughters and one son who all get annoyed with me, just f- assuming everybody wants to see my kids doing things, uh, <laughs> you learn from that because they're. You oh, know, good. Okay, and yeah. also, you know, the hair and we'll the see. hair. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll send it to you, and then you can make that decision because it's yours to make. Right. Okay. It's good. your image. Thank That's what I've learned. Thank you. Uh, Wendy, have a great week. We will see you next hey. time right here on TMS. We'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye now. Bye. Oh, she left before I could remove her. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, sir, I don't. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the show yeah. today. I got a couple of quick things. These are texts, Brian, that we received. Ooh, I love I love that we're getting texts. Yeah, texts are great. 801-471-0462. You can send your questions, thoughts, comments, whatever into the show. You can still send us emails as well at themorningstream at gmail.com. These texts right here are from a couple of people. Ian McGee. Or sorry, Ian. Why did I say Ian? Old, <laughs> Ian old Man McGee is how he signed it. Maybe he said, he's Old Man Ian McGee. We don't know his first name from this. It sounds like a Billy Joel song, doesn't it? Old Man it Ian McGee. Yeah. Anyway, there we were sitting with old man <laughs> McGee again. See, it fits. It does. Yes, it fits. Uh, hey, spinach and butterheads, a butterhead lettuce. Is that an actual lettuce? It must be. <laughs> yes, butterhead lettuce. Uh, yeah. What is your salad dressing of choice for your daily lunch salads that we talk about all the time? Oh, you, yeah, good. What do you like, if if I'm making my own salad, like without that's not one of these kit bags that Tina gets, and that's ninety nine percent of the time. It's these 
these bags that's like uh, mango crunch salad or um, chopped Caesar. That's my favorite, by the way, is the chopped Caesar. Mm. Uh, it's, it's all in one bag, all the lettuce, the croutons, the, um, the uh, crushed black pepper, the... Uh, the dressing, all of it in one bag. You can just go you shoop, shake them, combine everything, and no, I you mean you still have them. to cut everything open, put it in a bowl, and, and mix it up. Right. Okay. Toss it. Interesting. But if I'm making my own salad, I'm a blue cheese guy. Like if I go to a restaurant, and uh, oh, what kind of dressing would you like on your salad, sir? I just immediately go blue cheese. Yeah, you and I are um, friends for a reason. Blue cheese is my yeah. only answer. That's I love the way to go. Love yep. blue cheese. Now, that being said, if you came to me with a good vinaigrette or you said, "Hey, here's Ooh, some oh, sure. home, homemade ranch or whatever," I'll eat whatever. But, Listen, if you if, mm. if I'm having an Italian salad, I want Italian dressing on it because the pepperoncinis, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the guy who uh, takes the pepperoncini and I bite the end off of it, but I keep it upright, and then I dump the, the <gasps> spicy That's good. pepperoncini inner juices on the salad. That's how you should. You're absolutely right to be doing yeah, that. I forget to do that, but I, that's the right answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, blue cheese when, when possible. Uh, yeah. Always good. Here's another one um, about, your not, about your fried not chicken. Yeah, so, so recap. This is went to a vegan restaurant with... Uh, uh, Tadpool or Stephanie yeah. uh, last week, and I had banh mi tacos with with chicken with quotation marks around it. Maybe Stephanie gave you the flu. Hmm. Could be. Could Just be. kidding, she Stephanie. Fine. I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. yeah, she's fine. She was asymptomatic. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. says I'm not sure uh, a place needs to tell you anything about the oil they use unless you ask, uh, and I speak from some experience. I'm sure a vegan place would need to use plant oil uh, or worry about false advertising, but most fast food places don't care uh, at all about cross contamination of fryers. That's been my experience as well. That's why I was there's always an onion ring in my fried thing. Freaking hate that. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, that would be a treat. It's like oh, an onion ring. Right. I ended up oh, in here. for sure. Like getting a little. It's like a prize at the bottom of the Cracker Jack boxes. Exactly. But now I'm like, dude, do your job. Anyway, it says, uh, I used to work at a Burger King for our Jewish and Muslim customers. We would always order the chicken. Uh, sorry. Uh, who would always order the chicken <laughs> so, or fish? Boy, did you go off the rails with that? <laughs> yeah. I screwed that up. Okay. Our Jewish. Sorry. And our Jewish and Muslim customers would always order the chicken or fish because they can't eat the pork. Right. They got that one shared thing about the pork. Uh, but the chicken, that's, you know what? Find some common ground, Jews and Muslims. Get in there, Butcher. <laughs> you both don't eat the pork. Get in there. Get in there that's and make right. friends. Anyway, exactly. but the chicken and fish are fried in the same exact fryer used for breakfast sausage. And that oil was only uh, was only filtered every two days, give or take, never mind, uh, never mind being replaced. They made no effort to mention that. And this dirty little secret always made me mad on their behalf. Mike B. from the real New York, you know, the one with the actual nature, he says. Uh, that's yeah. an interesting take. I hadn't. Oh, for thought sure. Of. Like if yeah, because it's like wait, you fried this in the same thing that you fried the breakfast sausage. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in my naive days, Scott, years and years and years ago, uh, we had sixteen something like that. Just kidding. Go exactly. Ahead. We had a friend of ours and her boyfriend come over. Boyfriend at the time. Now they're married, and he also invited his sister, who is a fire dancer, to. Join them, and oh, so that's she, they spin around the batons of fire and they eat spin it. Spin around blow the batons that are all on fire. She did it in our backyard, and it was like, ah, oh, that's really cool. And oh, when are you going to get a real job? No, yeah, just kidding. Sure. Um, <laughs> and but she's she was, she was uh, vegetarian or vegan, one of the two. 
and we were grilling. We were grilling burgers, and she brought her own uh, vegan burger to put on the grill. Okay. And I made the mistake of using the same spatula to turn our burgers <laughs> that I used to turn her burger as well, and that turned into an issue. <laughs> As the burger turns, was she upset? She, like she was upset. She couldn't eat. She didn't eat her burger that she brought. Her vegan or vegetarian burger because of uh, uh, because of that. And I was like, oh god, I'm sorry about that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Fleming, it's on the same grill. The same grill that I've used to cook a bunch of burgers that did that did come into play as well. <laughs> well, what did she? She didn't expect you to have another grill. She's probably wanted you to just wipe it she off. She wanted good. me just to like scrub. And and make sure that the spot that I was cooking her veggie burger on was clean from any previous animal fats that might have been on it. I feel like it should have been maybe a little bit on her to bring the tools she wanted used. In other words, like been really a a super clear about it. And yeah. B maybe yeah. bring a spatula. It's like so I know that you guys are going to do this. You know because you know what I mean. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm not saying she's wrong to want her vegan bring thing. Bring my she special wants vegetarian spatula. <laughs> But it was like, it was, I know, it was so, it makes sense. I get it. But boy, was it an issue. And, uh, hmm. and let me tell you, the the fire dancing, uh, thank goodness she did it before dinner because I would have been involved in the show had she done it afterwards. Oh, she'd have burned you for sure, man. She'd have burned me. Plus, yeah. she'd, she'd burned, no pun intended, all those calories and she needed to eat. <laughs> I get right. it. Uh, exactly. I've had my own run in with a couple of those situations before, but nothing quite like that. We had a guy who was vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And he was okay with eggs because okay. I don't know why they just made an exception for eggs. But we cooked sure. his eggs in bacon grease. Oh, yeah. Which is really good when you're camping. It's amazing. Oh, super good. Like camping or even not camping. That's that's great. But he was so mad. So pissed. Just mm-hmm. yelled at us. We, we were out of eggs and he was just so mad. Anyway, John, mm-hmm. if you're out there, we apologize once again. All right, moving on. Let's uh, get out of here real quick. Uh, oh, and yeah. those texts, by the way, one more time, 801-471-0462. Send us your emails to themorningstream at gmail.com. Tonight, uh, core at 5 p.m. We got a big show lined up, so please come and attend it today if you don't mind. Cool. Uh, that's at 5 p.m. Mountain Time for the live show. Of course, core, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to talk video games, that's what we're there to do. Uh, no Coverville today, but you're going to be playing some. Uh, I'm going to do a Marvel Snap. I'll just do a Marvel Snap stream now that uh, it's on the uh, on the M1. I can play it on the M1 and it makes it a lot easier to stream. Um, so I'll do an hour and a half of uh, playing some decks and talking about the synergy of the cards I've got in these decks, what makes them work, and uh, answer questions. I'll just be in the you know in the chat talking. Well, I'll be talking. I'll be watching your questions in the chat. There's that's the way it's going to work. You, you'll yeah. ask me your questions in chat. I'll yeah. respond. Yeah. yeah, he'll respond to your questions in chat. Does that yeah. make sense? And you'll you tell me how I could do my deck better, <laughs> which I have no doubt you'll you'll be able to provide me some. Advice. Yeah, especially if you stream under the category for the game, you will definitely get some strangers in there oh, who know sure. everything. Yeah, They're- noob, why are you playing Electra in yeah. that deck? Say, I have a cracking deck. Yours is pants. 
<laughs> you are so pants at this game. You're so pants cover at it. Fraud. Cover fraud. Cover fraud. Cover fraud. imposter. And we knew who came up with that name. Anyway, that's yeah. cool. That's today. Uh, what? No, two. What? One. Uh, one p.m. Mountain Time. Twitch.tv slash Coverville. There you have it. Also, we have a play date planned for this Friday. That's uh, that tomorrow. time of the month again. But yeah, tomorrow, I guess. Um, yeah. An hour early. We're doing it from two to four instead of our usual three to five. So right. Brian's got a date later that night. Blame want Tina. To make sure to, yeah, make room. Tina's Blame fault Tina. completely. Brian, don't play Brian. too late. I have a mystery date planned for us for <laughs> five o'clock, and we need to leave the house by four thirty. Yep, uh, yep. That's the voice. That's the one. <laughs> Tomorrow, people, people at the uh, thing were so amazed, like, "Oh my god!" You know, I, this is the first time I'm hearing Tina at the at the uh, Denver Tadpole Meetup. Mm. Uh, they're hearing Tina for the first time, saying, "Oh my god, she really does sound like that." Yeah. Holy cow! Yep, that sounds right. Uh, we don't know what we'll play, but probably Among Us because you guys all love yeah. that and we like that too. So we'll do. God, that. pretty soon that new VR version uh, comes out, but I I'm worried that it doesn't support the first quest, the quest one. Uh, that's true. I've heard this. I've heard something similar about that, but also I'm worried that what, what I want it to be able to do is let people who don't have headsets still play traditional among us. And then just because yeah. we're plugged in this way, we're running around in VR space. I don't oh, I know that like that's, that's such a disadvantage. Doesn't feel like a, it's going to happen, but I would love no. it if they did that. So people didn't feel left out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. I would like sure. that, but we'll see. What yeah, is there? And there's no Halloween edition of Among Us, new, a new spooky map or anything. Unless they're doing an event that I don't know about. Maybe a lot of games do, but I don't know if they're doing that. Mm-hmm. If they've done it in the past, then maybe. But I don't think I don't know if they've ever done that. I don't know if they have either. Yeah, I was playing Overwatch mm-hmm. 2 last night, and they they did a bunch of Halloween shit. I do like when games oh, do cool. that. Yeah, I like I that when too. it happens, and I think Among Us would be a great one for that, but. Perfect, I yeah. I mean, you're putting on costumes at the beginning anyway. Hell yeah, dude. There are pumpkin hats, that's true. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, uh, that's uh, all that stuff coming up, so watch for it. Um, in the meantime, join us on Patreon for all the cool benefits of being a patron here. Patreon.com slash TMS. There's never enough of you. Please join up and keep the show on the air. We'd love it if you did. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Let's get out of here with a song selection for the end of the show. Brian, what do you got over there? Sure. Well, I love it when, uh, you know, when if especially when I'm gone for a couple days, but I find two requests that sync up perfectly so I can play one song to uh, sync them up. Uh, Alex, a.k.a. Racer951Y in the chat and also in the Discord. He's a big Marvel Snap player. Uh, says, hey, Space Wolf and Blood Angel, I turned 40 or turned 40 on the 21st, and I've had a love for surf music since I was a kid. So any cover of or by uh, a surf music band would be great. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, second request comes from uh, Michelle number two. She says, uh, Brian, I can't get Scott out of my head. Can you please play a cover of Can't Get you out of my head by kylie minogue uh-huh yeah that's good to but hear from it, her so but quick do what you want yeah <laughs> but do what you do want what you yeah want. you can leave if you want but i'm never leaving kind of what she said <laughs> sure so i love it when stuff like this comes together sure. and, and this you know unplanned feels like the perfect song for today not just for michelle number two but also the can't get you out of my head for the whole sleep discussion sure <laughs> No, it's all coming together. And, you know, who knew that she was going to write in on the same day I was going to read her letter from high school? (laughs) Amazing. Exactly. No, I'm talking about this song having to do with the dreams that you can't get out of your head before you go to sleep. Sure, sure. 
Anyway, uh, all right, let's play a cover of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head, of course, originally by Kylie Minogue. This cover is by surf music band Los Fantásticos, um, the second greatest uh, Mexican surf music band uh, ever created, of course, the number one being Los Straight Jackets. But here are Los Fantásticos with their cover of Can't Get You Out of My Head. show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com i want to go deep 